0: Hello and welcome back to Lab Rats. I'm Frances Cronin and today I'm going to answer a question from a listener. I'm super excited because this is the first question I've gotten in a long time. Uh, Quinn asks for a review of the cranial nerves and any memory tricks I have for them. Why, of course, Quinn. I will start with a review of the 12 paired cranial nerves and then share some memory tricks I have for those. just remember that these nerves are paired, so there's, if you split the brain in a hemisection, the brain in the spinal cord, you'd see one of each nerve on either side kind of symmetrically. All right, starting out, I just want to say that I'm going to try and keep this podcast short-ish but it has the potential to get very long so I can't mention every detail about every nerve but I'm gonna do my best to get the information that you need in there Um, so let's begin with the olfactory nerve and that is cranial nerve number one this nerve collects information on smells basically um, and it passes through the cribriform plate of the ethmoid bone um, into the olfactory bulb, and then to the olfactory cortex of the cerebrum. So the, this part of the cerebrum interprets the neural signals that originate in the olfactory epithelium in the nose. And um, this nerve, though, has a lot of tiny branches, which makes it look like more than one nerve. But all of those fibers lead into the olfactory bulb. The signals travel from the olfactory epithelium to the olfactory bulb, olfactory tract, and this goes all the way to the olfactory cortex in the cerebrum, right? And those signals are processed and perceived as smells. The next nerve I want to mention is the optic nerve, cranial nerve number two. The optic nerve provides for the special sense of vision and it passes through the aptly named optic canal of the sphenoid bone. Sensory ganglia in the eye, Um, gather and carry information from about a million nerve fibers, which divide into two groups, two on each side of the brain. So medial and lateral bundles of nerves, and these bundles make up the optic nerve. The medial fibers cross over each other at the optic chiasm. So the fibers that were medial of the left side of the brain cross over to be in the medial position on the right side of the brain and vice versa. These neurons synapse at the lateral geniculate nucleus of the thalamus before continuing on to the paired visual cortex of the occipital lobe. There is another pathway, but the one I just told you about with the um, genucleate uh, nucleus um, is the main thing. And anyways, the visual cortex is where the information is processed and then can be used for what we call seeing. Okay guys, number three is the oculomotor nerve. And this controls eye movement and is obviously a motor nerve. So basically the ciliary ganglion of the mesencephalon controls intrinsic and like automatic eye movements. And to get there, the fibers must pass through the superior orbital fissure. Um, and that is also part of the sphenoid bone. The third cranial nerve, oculomotor, innervates the superior, inferior, and medial rectus muscles. So when eyes look down, medially, or up, that's the ocular motor nerve at work. Cranial nerve 3 also innervates the inferior oblique, which rolls the eyes up and laterally. Finally, cranial nerve 3 also innervates the levator palpabrae which lifts the eyelids, the levator palpabrae, sorry. All right, so that's cranial nerve number three. Zooming on towards cranial nerve number four, the trochlear nerve, which is yet another motor nerve for the eyeball movements. Uh, This innervates the superior oblique, which rolls the eyes down and laterally. Um, And the control center for this is the mesencephalon by way of the superior orbital fissure, and passes through the ligamentous sling, aka the trochlea. Um, the this nerve, like basically, it allows your eyes to track with objects and prevents double vision. Um, but I want to go back. The tr- it passes through the trochlea and it's called the trochlear nerve. So that can maybe help you remember which one that is. Okay. Mixed, the next nerve is a mixed motor and sensory nerve, number five, and that's the trigeminal nerve. As the name implies, it has three branches. The ophthalmic and the maxillary branches are sensory and the mandibular branch is mixed. This nerve communicates with the pond's sensory nuclei through a big ganglion above the temporal man, uh, mandibular joint called the semilunar ganglion. To the three branches sending signals back um, to the pond and receiving uh, motor impulses for its mastic um, for mastication, that um, that's where the semilunar ganglion sends things to and fro. So the ophthalmic branch innervates the orbit, parts of the nasal cavities, and skin between the forehead and nose. It's sensory only. The maxillary branch of mixed motor nerve number five um, is also sensory only. It innervates the lower lid of the eyes and the upper lip, as well as the superior parts of the oral cavity, like the teeth and palate, as well as areas of the pharynx. The next branch, the final branch, is the mandibular branch, and this is mixed between sensory and motor. Um, and it's a really large nerve, and it passes through the foramen ovale, um, and it signals to, to masticate. Um, it, it controls those muscles that chew. Um, it also controls the salivary glands um, with sensory innervation and portions of the teeth, mandible, and tongue. Next nerve, cranial nerve number six, uh, which means we're halfway there. The abducens nerve is pretty simple um, and it is for controlling lateral eye movements, um, also a motor nerve. Uh, and This nerve originates in the pons and passes through the superior orbital fissure on its way to the lateral rectus muscle. That's it. So the seventh cranial nerve is the facial nerve, which is a little bit more complicated and it supplies, wait for it, the face. It's a mixed nerve, and the sensory part comes uh, from taste receptors from the anterior part of the tongue, and the motor part controls the muscles of facial expression, as well as tear, mucus, and salivary glands. The facial nerve passes through the temporal bone via the internal acoustic meatus, and on the way through the stylo- stylomastoid foramen, That's the stylomastoid foramen. Okay, next up on the cranial nerve speed round is the 8th nerve, a sensory nerve, the vestibulocochlear. The primary function it performs is hearing and balance. So receptors in the vestibule and cochlea of the inner ear deliver information to the cochlear and vestibular branches of the vestibular cochlear nerve. And this comes together and passes through the internal acoustic canal to their respective nuclei in the pons and medulla oblongata. So very important for hearing, very important for balance and proprioception, uh, perception of where we are in the world, um, slash where we are in space. So that's that's an important one, and it's easy to remember because vestibulocochlear uh, sounds just like what it does. The vestibule is the part of the ear that we use for balancing and the cochlea is the part that perceives uh, signals that we interpret as sound so the next nerve we have is mixed and it's called the glossopharyngeal nerve which is number nine the sensory nuclei of the medulla oblongata receives and sends signals from the glossopharyngeal nerve innervating the posterior tongue and part of the pharynx and carotid arteries. The motor part of this nerve controls the pharyngeal muscles involved in swallowing, and it passes through the jugular foramen. All right, so moving on to my personal favorite cranial nerve, mixed nerve number 10, the vagus. This nerve innervates basically all vital organs from the larynx to the intestines, including the heart, lungs, and diaphragm. This nerve is crucial in the operation of the autonomic nervous system, particularly the parasympathetic system. And it controls visceral function um, to a lot of structures. And the sensory nuclei and mandula oblongata send and receive impulses from the vagus's extensive branches. Um, It basically, since it's so involved with uh, parasympathetic function it basically does the opposite of fight or flight it's the uh, the chew and chew and stew or something uh, rest and digest but this nerve could be its whole own episode so I'll leave it at that and not get too too far into it onward we go Number 11, aka the accessory nerve, is a motor nerve that originates in the motor nuclei of the medulla oblongata and of the spinal cord and enters the skull via the jugular foramen. So as far as the spinal cord, which you just heard me say, the the accessory nerve is a bit unique. Uh, The first five anterior gray horns and associated spinal nerves give rise to some accessory motor fibers. Right, so the internal branch meets the vagus and provides motor control to the vocal cords and voluntary muscles involved in swallowing, and the motor fibers of the spinal cord, um, I just mentioned control the muscle, um, the muscles trapezius and sternocleidomastoid. So remember, sternocleidomastoid runs at an angle down the neck, from the back of the head to the um, towards the medial, um, at the collarbone. It's the one that sticks out when people are mad or really stressed out. And it's also an interesting fact about it, when you're trying to draw people, the best way to make it look realistic as far as the head and neck area is to give them a sternocleidomastoid line because uh, it just makes, makes them look a lot more human in your drawing. All right, on to our final cranial nerve, the last one on our list, and that is the hypoglossal nerve. And that one is also going to be originating in the medulla oblongata. And it is a motor-only nerve. And it passes through the hypoglossal canal of the occipital bone. And nerve number 12 moves the tongue. This is necessary for chewing, swallowing, speaking, etc. So I promised you some memory tricks. And I have a couple here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the whole, like, my brother... Uh, some say merry money, but my brother says big brains matter more. Or the, oh, once one takes the anatomy final, very good vacations or had mnemonics, because you've probably seen those Googling them or heard them in your class or in your lab. So I'll just tell you the ones that I made up or have been told to me by students and that kind of thing. So the first two nerves are olfactory and optic. And people like to mix these two up. So I think about a fart. First you smell it, then you look around to see who looks guilty. Smell, then look. Olfactory, then optic. So this one, the next two are going to seem kind of obvious as far as like the word things, but they might be worth pointing out. Again, that the fourth cranial nerve, the trochlear, passes through the trochlea, that ligamentous um, sling structure, And then also the trigeminal nerve has three branches, um, and that is what tri means, tri is three, right? So that's an easy way to remember that. And then my final memory trick for you is a little bit confusing, but I'll tell you anyways, uh, because people like to mix up the glossopharyngeal and hyperglossal nerves. So remember, if you can't swallow, you can't talk, meaning that swallowing, which takes place in the pharynx, is controlled by the first sound-alike nerve and the tongue movements for talking are the responsibility of the second sound-alike sound alike nerve. So that goes glossopharyngeal and then hypoglossal. All right, guys, that concludes today's episode on the cranial nerves. Thank you for the question, Quinn, and everybody else, please send in questions because I have a lot of fun answering them and researching for that. Um, And yeah, thank you for bearing with me on the ad placements. They cause just a little bit of money to trickle in so I can buy stuff like microphones so these recordings sound better for you guys. Um, And thank you just for listening to my podcast. I will see you next time. Francis Cronin.